everybody, welcome to another edition of the GNB Show. In this episode, I'm with the very cool, the very cool and very intimidating Josh Vogel. How you doing, man? Doing well. How you doing, Ryan? I'm doing very well. Thank you much. Thank you much. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Josh, you're missing out. I tell you what, this guy, he, what, you're about 300 pounds, you're 10th degree black belt in... No, I'm just playing that. In everything. Yeah, in everything. Got everything covered. Josh, great guy. He's a black belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu as well. He's got a really cool blog. I followed this for quite a while now, Josh Vogel Art. And cool thing is, is it's not just Brazilian jiu-jitsu oriented. There is some very cool stuff on there if you are interested uh, in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, but uh, looking at a lot of different things on there. Something uh, recently that you posted, and I say recently, maybe it was just that I had only seen it recently, was uh, you posted a video of you walking to work in the morning. And, yeah. uh, you know, exploration basically was what you were looking at and how a lot of us in life, when we're going somewhere, we just get so focused on on where we're going, and we kind of miss out on everything that's around us. And I really love that video because it showed you playing around with the environment around you, and actually enjoying your walk to work every day. But before we get into some of the things we want to talk about today, if you could just give us a little bit more about yourself and uh, entertain us with your awesomeness. Um, I'll see what I can do. Uh, <laughs> so my name is Josh Vogel, and um, uh, like Ryan said, I've, I'm a black belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Um, I've been training jiu-jitsu for a little bit over 12 years um, with uh, Phil and Rick Miglaris in, in Center City, Philadelphia. What's cool is that um, I started at the same time as my brother, and so we're the same level, and we've, we're roughly the same size. So I've been fortunate enough to have like a constant training partner who's really good at jiu-jitsu to kind of keep me, you know, get me ready for tournaments and I help him get ready for tournaments and we've trained together and we have a great relationship. So now, you know, we teach and we work together in the same place and we managed to get both of our wives involved in jiu-jitsu three years ago. So now the whole family is is into jiu-jitsu. And I love that. I love looking at uh, your posts, whether it be on Facebook or elsewhere where it shows you and your wife and uh, you're training together. I think it's great that you have that to be able to do that, as well as your brother. I mean, I'm very jealous uh, to be able to have a training partner all the time around. So, so what are some other things that I like to know? You know, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, of course, is a huge part of your life. I mean, in fact, it's probably safe to say that it is your life. But, you know, something that uh, we'll be talking about today is how training in other things can actually supplement and uh, let's just say it make you better at your main thing. And so what are some other things in your life that you're doing right now that you found that help with your pursuing jiu-jitsu as well as just becoming a better person? Um, so I'm involved in doing a lot of different stuff. Um, right now I'm spending a lot of time bouldering mm -hmm. um, at a rock climbing gym near my house. Uh, I go outside when I can, but it's, it, you know, like Japan, it's very cold in Philadelphia right now. So, yeah. you know, kind of rough going outside. Um, but I've been doing that a lot lately. Um, kind of been dabbling on and off for a couple of years with that. And, uh, I do some hand balancing, mm -hmm. um, not as much as I used to, 
but um you know I kind of dabble in that a little bit um I have I mean I've I kind of I do a lot of weird stuff <laughs> <laughs> like uh like when I'm thinking about like what I do on a daily basis I just I don't even sound like an adult I sound like a kid like I'll you know wake up and do some joint mobility stuff and then I'll kind of goof around the house a little bit and like dance and you know play games with my cats and then I'll go in and I'll wrestle with other grown-ups in pajamas for their day and then on my lunch break I'll go climb trees and then I'll go grapple some more with people in pajamas and yeah it's kind of you know I'll go rock climbing on weekends and you know mess around with some hand balancing and you know meet up with friends and play like um you ever you know the Zen Archer game oh yes oh yeah oh yeah so I've been oh, on that a lot lately cool man yeah but basically what you're saying is you don't enjoy life at all it's it's a grind. You don't enjoy your life at all. It's basically just a grind day to day, yeah. just surviving, just to make it through the day, so you can watch TV at night. Is where you're going. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, man. Pretty yeah. much. You can tell by the, my demeanor that it's just a, a gray and dreary existence. Exactly, man. I tell you, it's really tough talking to you, and you know, uh, ha, ha, ha. but you know, seriously, I mean, this is so refreshing to hear, and and a lot of people will say, oh, well, you know, it must be nice. You know, to be able to do whatever you want, whenever you want kind of thing. But, you know, I like to call people out on that because we choose uh, to be the way that we want a day. And let's uh, be the way that we want to be. And so even if you do have a nine to five type job, it doesn't mean that you don't have these opportunities to explore and and learn more about yourself. And so you know, on your way to work. And, and I want to get, you know, kind of come back to this video that you posted because I just thought it was really cool is, and for those of you who don't know about this video, can you just maybe just explain it a little bit about what was going on in this video on your way to work and why you created it? Um, so basically one of the things that I've noticed over the years, um, different jobs that I've had, you know, I would have to get up at different times in the morning and, you know, I've waited tables and done construction, work for moving companies, all kinds of stuff. And, and when I'm, when I'm traveling to work, whether it's on my bike or, or walking or whatever, I've always seen um, people, a lot of people that don't really look very happy. And I mean, you can't really tell that much about somebody's whole life by the way they look when they're, you know, on a bus or something. But, um, but I, I decided that I didn't want to look like that mm -hmm. when I was going to where, wherever I worked, no matter what the job was. So what I started doing years ago is just, you know, if I'm, if I'm walking to work, you know, or if I'm riding my bike, I'll, I'll stop. And if I see something that looks like fun to play on, I'll play on it for a while, whether it's like a, you know, jungle gym or, um, you know, as, as, as long as it's something that's not going to get me arrested, I'll, I'll run and jump and climb and, you know, mess around on it. You know, now, you know, I'll stop and do some handstands or crawl around on something and, you know, just whatever looks like fun and whatever pops into my head, climb a little bit of a building. Like I said, I try not to get arrested, but, um, and I try not to worry my wife too much also. Cause she, she, uh, she'll, I don't tell her all the stuff that I do really because she'll, the, yeah, she'll put a stop on that. But, um, but you know, as long as it's fun, like I just want to enjoy my morning, enjoy my lunch break, enjoy like the time that I have, um, 
you know, that's just like, uh, I don't know. I guess that's, that's how I would explain it. Just yeah. having fun on the way to work. And what really got me about this is, is the fact that, I mean, you choose to do this. And so we all have that choice, like I said before. And so a lot of people might be thinking, well, I don't have the time, you know, to do that on my way to work. But I mean, you do. I mean, it's not like, you know, you need to set aside 30 minutes, uh, in order to do this. No, you don't have to do it. You get to do it. And so this exploration and, and what I liked, another thing about it is the fact that even though you might be going on the same way to work every single day, if you're looking out for, you know, different opportunities to explore and play, then every single day that becomes different. And so, uh, and you might even see something on your way to work and you might not have that time that day and you can only spend a couple minutes on doing something, but then the next day you could come back to it and try something else. And so I think, you know, you know sorry. Yeah, yeah. No, and I was just trying to think this is great because I know there's a lot of people um, that might be thinking about working out and, uh, you know, I need to get fit or whatever. But the thing is, is you always have the opportunity to explore. And then by doing this, you're actually. Uh, becoming fit simply because you're moving more you're trying to use your body in ways that you didn't think about before and also mentally fit and I think this is a yeah. big one is setting yourself up for a good day because let's be honest a lot of us when we go to work we're just thinking about all the crap we have to do or yeah. you know throughout the day and so sitting at three o'clock I gotta yeah right yeah yeah man so it was that that's a big thing with me because I don't want to wake up and be absolutely, you know, frustrated or flustered before I have to start my day because it's just going to set your day off on a, on the bad foot. So you know what's cool about it too is um I can't I know I know Rafe Kelly talked about it a little uh -huh. bit and um I can't remember if it was uh, Amos Rendow or Ryan Ford uh, a well known parkour guy yeah. was talking about this too. They call what they talk about parkour vision. Oh. And I kind of think it's the same thing. Like, like um, if you're if you're looking for stuff to play on, like like a little kid, you know, they run around and like, or or my cats even, yeah. like, they see like a crumpled up piece of paper on the ground. It's something to play with. They, I have a yoga mat on the ground right now. They chew on it. They, my one cat got in a fight with the yoga mat earlier today, and it's the same thing. Like um, when I'm walking to work, or I'm walking somewhere during a lunch break, or or anything like that. Like you start to look at stuff differently and you start mm. to develop a sense of like, Oh, that looks like fun. That looks like something I could climb on. That's no longer like, like a bench. That's exactly. something right. I could crawl on yeah. or where I could climb or, you know, I noticed that with uh, skateboarding when I was a kid too, I grew up skateboarding and like when you skateboard, you, you get this, like no matter where you go, everything looks like, Oh man, I wonder if I could put wax on that and skate yeah. on it. I wonder if I could, you know, yeah. It, it it's it's not like a park bench anymore. It's something you could do a, a board slide on, you know. Yeah, and going back to you know the looking at how we can do other things in order to help us get better at our main thing. I think this is you know where it's going is that by looking around you and seeing that it's not just a bench. It, it's something to crawl on. It's something to jump over. That playfulness, that exploration 
then goes back into our other things, whether it be our job, whether it be our relationships with other people, whether it be our Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, instead of, let's say, just focusing, of course, you, you know, focus on a technique, but looking at that technique after you've done it a little bit, and then try and see it for something that it could be that you might not have thought about. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, I don't need, you know, daily heva, you know, going into a bolo, but instead taking mount or whatever. I mean, I'm just throwing stuff out there. But, um, you know, instead of saying, oh, it has to be this, this bench is simply for sitting. Uh, no, it doesn't. You know, you, you can make it whatever you want it to be as long as you uh, let yourself do that. And so I think that a lot of us get kind of stuck in thinking that things have to be a certain way. And so, you know, that and that's why I wanted to talk to you because... It's just cool seeing, you know, how you do things, when you put things on your blog and the way that you express yourself, even on Facebook, like the things you're talking about. I'm like, yeah, that's really cool. That's a good way of looking at it um, instead of just saying, oh, it's got to be this particular way. So um, go ahead. You're going to say something. Too, like um, that, what you just said reminded me a lot of, um, so, you know, half guard, yeah. right? Yeah. And I, I was talking to uh, my brother about this a while ago. And like, so like when you look at a park bench, the world tells you that park bench is for sitting on. Yeah. You know, like that's what you do with a park bench. Yeah. And, and you can, if you start to think differently about stuff and you don't necessarily take other people's words for it, you can, you can do a lot with a park bench and you can do a lot. Like if somebody tells you that, um, half guard is, uh, if you're on bottom of half guard, it's a bad position, mm. right? And that's how people used to think about mm. it. Like, oh man, you're on bottom of half guard. Like, you know, you better get your guard back or you better, I don't know. Um, you're almost, your guard is almost passed. You're yeah. going to be in trouble in a second. You're going to get smashed. Yeah. And then people started questioning that. Like, you know what? Maybe that's not true. Maybe I could sweep somebody from half guard. Yeah. Maybe I could knee bar them or take the back, you know? And people start to like, once you reframe reframe things um and like i don't know i mean you don't have to buy what people are telling you like you can play with it and sort of make your own make your own rules that's what i like about jiu-jitsu is that you know you don't really have to take anybody's word for it you yeah. test it out for yourself and see what happens and know? another thing too is you find out what works for you and yeah you know it's not just about okay it has to be this way right it's figuring out what's good for you and maybe a particular uh, guard is good for you, but or maybe not good for someone else, you know. And um, and this yeah. is something too with me, you know, getting back into Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. I'm finding that actually things that I used to do, whether it be in judo, because judo, of course, was my big thing, little habits and things that I had where I thought it had to be a particular way. I'm finding that no, it doesn't have to be. It just has to be something that works for you. And and another thing too that you enjoy and. I think that's another big thing that I try and do is make sure that no matter what I do right now, um, there are certain stages that you have to go through where you might not completely enjoy something so much. But yeah. learning about it in order to make it better, uh, make your game a little bit better. I don't even want to say game, but in the sense, game for me is that playfulness of the game. And so, you know... There are a lot of people out there, if we're talking about Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, they might not like a particular technique. But the thing is, if you don't know about that technique and know what's going on within that technique, you're not going to be able to defend it 
when yeah. someone is putting it on you or trying it out on you. And I think the same goes for looking at that park bench that we're talking about. If you're saying, no, uh, I just want to use this to sitting, great. But also looking at it from a different point of view and saying it, it could be this way. Even if it's something that you might not enjoy doing all the time, someday it might be. And having that that ability to look at things for what they could be instead of what people tell you they should be, I think was uh, my first step in, in order to become better at whatever else I want to do. I think people kind of dip their toe a little bit too with that. Like I think people want to think that way. Like um, there's a there's a big park in Philly that I ride my bike by all the time called Rittenhouse Park. And there's park benches uh-huh. and people sit in the park benches. But then like maybe a jogger will jog by the park bench and stop and do some push-ups on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Or like, put their foot up on it and stretch a little uh-huh. bit. And they'll kind of like dip their toe in, in playing with another way to use it. Yeah. And I think the trick is just like, like why stop there? Mm. Why not, you know, okay, cool, you can do some push-ups on it. Maybe, I don't know, why not try uh, crawling on it? Why not try to see if you can hang from the underside of it or climb it like a rock or jump over it, you know? Yeah. So something right now on Instagram, and I mean, this is a little while ago, was the, the hot lava challenge that people were talking about where, you know, they would climb over every each other and stuff and I actually did it but the thing is is this is a drill that I'm sure you've done numerous times in in you know jujitsu but we used to do this in judo all the time and and the cool thing is 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 to me is that even though you know the particular people who were bringing this up looked at this as their hot lava challenge there was a lot of people I noticed in the Brazilian jiu-jitsu community who were like oh well that's cute that you know look at these people trying to do stuff that we're doing but I looked yeah. at it a little differently as like I think it's cool because it's kind of it's it's not this group's particular thing. It it's it's movement. That's all it is. And, and it's being looked at in a different way. And yeah. unfortunately yeah, we don't win that game, you know? Yeah, right. You know, it, it's just movement and, and whatever. So unfortunately, uh, we do find and I'm sure in the Brazilian Jiu Jitsu community, you know, there are people who say, No, it, it it's this way and, and, and if you do a particular movement, then it's not pure jujitsu or something like that. And you do find that in the movement world where people are saying, oh, that's not pure. It, it's it's not good. Or someone's copying me or something like that. But I don't know. I always like to look at movement as, as music in the sense that music has a certain set of notes, uh, whereas the body, there's only a certain way that we can all move and all the movements have pretty much been created it's a matter of how you put those movements together in order to create your own music doesn't mean that it's incorrect it doesn't mean that it's correct either it's just your expression of that music and and having that that way of thinking of trying to take yourself out of a particular situation and step back and seeing things for what it could be instead of for what, you know, someone is just doing and you just copying it. And so this is actually something, I'm sorry, I'm kind of rambling on, but something that I've really been focusing on recently in what I do and limiting myself with a one particular movement. And then instead of trying to say, okay, I'm going to try all these different like new skills and stuff, going to the very, very basics and focus just on that one one basic movement for me, but seeing how many different ways I can get in and out of that movement. And yeah. by limiting myself, it's actually just, for one, 
almost freeing myself up from thinking that I have to do all this other stuff. But what it's actually doing is making me more creative and forcing me to come up with these new variations, or at least new for me, um, yeah, of getting in and out of them. Right. And I'm just loving it. Absolutely loving it. And well, it's a great thing. And then like what you were talking about with the lava game too. I mean, you know, what's cool about that is like, I mean, jiu-jitsu people, some jiu-jitsu people might look at that and be like, oh, we do that, blah, 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 you know. But what I think is cool about people that are not jiu-jitsu people experimenting with that kind of stuff and whether they got it from jiu-jitsu people or they found it somewhere else, what's cool is that they have a different take on it. Yes, like, yeah. Somebody might, like a rock climber might approach that in a totally different way than a jiu-jitsu person and they might, you know, as they're hooking onto somebody's shoulder, they might, I don't know, they might use a cool grip that a yeah. jiu-jitsu person would never even think to use and you know by almost like outsourcing that game to other people you can figure out new and cool stuff from it and that's sort of the heart of what we're talking about right that's such a good you know and that's great point because uh let's be honest we can get sucked into that mind frame of of only what we know and you know and by actually throwing things out there or you know, going into a completely different field, like we were talking about earlier, you know, rock climbing. Well, you can learn different things in rock climbing that are probably going to help your grip for jiu-jitsu, you know. And yeah. um, likewise, looking at, you know, some of the new different, new newer techniques that are coming out of Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Um, you know, going beyond Brazilian jiu-jitsu and looking at some of the training mythologies and, and ways that people are training their bodies in order to help you get better at moving better within uh, your Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. And this could be a mental thing as well, you know, learning new ways to be able to relax while someone is, um, you know, pinning you down or whatnot. And so this was actually a big part, especially in Judo, because it's such a, uh, a pinning game uh, rather than um, just going for the subs all the time, was that... You being calm under pressure, and of course that's very relevant in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, but it also for any kind of movement that we do, because you know, making sure that your movements are are not just going through them, but you're thinking about what's going on. You have this awareness and this this calm confidence of being able to move in that movement, and then gradually ramping that movement up to a point where it's going beyond the next level, while still being safe. And then you're able to actually apply it um, in a live situation. This is actually something recently that that you posted uh, in an article in uh, Breaking Muscle. Um, oh yeah, yeah, from uh, the the one I put out maybe like last week or something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I just the intensity. yeah, I just remember that. And and so actually, I really and I actually shared that because I thought it was so wonderful. And yeah, go ahead for doing that. By the way, say again. Uh, I appreciate you doing that. That was nice of you to yeah, share the article. No, it's great. If go ahead, I mean, you know, for the people who haven't read that, could you go ahead into a little bit about that? Of um, sure, taking us through the process there because it's a wonderful process. It can be applied to a lot of other things beyond uh, just Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Um, so the 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 model is um, like in Jiu-Jitsu, you know, we learn a technique and we repeat it against a, with a partner for repetition they're not resisting us they're letting us do the move and then that way you get a sense of like how the body mechanics of the move work and then one way of training is to take that 
and you start putting that move into what's called like positional or situational sparring where you know you take that move that you're working on and then you tell your partner okay now don't let me do the move give me like 30% resistance 50% resistance and then things get more complicated because they're not letting you do the move anymore so you have to deal with things like stress tension anxiety um, physical pressure, somebody gripping on you and you just can't break their grip and things get a lot more complicated, but you do it gradually in such a way that it's not like you can't do the move at all. It's just, you kind of up the challenge a little bit and make it more complex and more lifelike. And, you know, like, uh, Matt Thornton, um, who's a pretty prolific, uh, jujitsu writer. Um, he talks a lot about aliveness training mm -hmm. and that's sort of the idea is you're just taking something that is a static movement with a compliant partner that's sort of dead and breathing some life into it and making it more challenging and more complex. And then, you know, and using it in sparring. Um, and I think you can take that model and you can apply that to other things. You can apply it to hand balancing. You can apply it to parkour. Um, you can apply it to, you know, you can apply it to chess. You can apply it to, I mean, you apply the pick in your nose if you want, like, <laughs> you know, like you can, you can take something where there's like a predictable, uh, outcome and you can start to add variety and unpredictable, unpredictability and, um, a little bit of like randomness to it. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a good way to test your skills. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't just have to be against a partner, which is, is the cool thing. And so, you know, the example you gave was you and your brother, one of the videos, and going through the process of doing that, incremental progression leading up towards uh, a video of you uh, in competition where you were uh, going for that particular movement that you were after, which is really cool. So, but yeah, look yeah. at this individual. Go ahead. It doesn't have to be against a partner. It could yeah. be, you know, like if you're – if you're used to running and jumping over stuff in an urban environment, then maybe you take it out into a more natural environment and there's, you know, and then maybe you take it into a natural environment during a rainstorm mm -hmm. or, you know, you climb a tree and you go high up and it's really windy out and it's moving around a little bit and it challenges your balance more. I mean, you know, be careful, like don't climb <laughs> up into a tree during a rainstorm, but like, you know, there's, there's so many different ways to make things more complex and challenging and um, and random. Yeah. Uh, you know, just besides working with a partner. Absolutely. Something this really reminded me of is um, getting in front of the camera and doing tutorials, and then also doing live events that are being recorded. And so, um, when we first started off in, in in GMB, I mean, I was so scared. To get in front of the camera and nervous and you know it's awkward and you don't know what's going on but I was able to break things down and slowly build up to the point where now I'm very comfortable getting in front of a large group of people you know teaching and talking and recording and whatnot but it's not one of those things where you just jump into the deep end and so you know that article actually reminded me of that and how you can break things down if you do know where you want to go with it then you reverse engineer it and you break it down and slowly add this incremental progression, levels of intensity both physically and mentally, in order to slowly get you to a point where you're able to use this at a particular level that is extremely high 
and has a very high percentage of you being successful with it. Because, I mean, let's be honest, that's what we're after. You know, we just don't want to do something and break our shit, as I like to say a lot. So, well, that's but, a great example, though, your, your teaching example, because, like, so I do, I do online instructionals and stuff like that uh-huh, as well. Yeah. I teach group classes. So, you know, it's, it's, it's one thing when I'm like, I pre plan the technique and I'm filming it and I know what I'm going to say. And, you know, I, the conditions are perfect and everything's great and the filming goes fine. And then it's a different thing when I'm teaching a live person or a group of live people, especially my peers who are asking really good, relevant questions like, well, what if the guy, what if you're trying to choke me, but I block like this? Yeah. Oh man, now I got to think of an answer. You know, I, if I don't know the answer, then I have to, I have to really think about that and maybe open up a dialogue with them. And, Uh you know, it goes from being like a, like a static and planned thing to more of like an interactive live thing where you really have to be thinking on your feet. Like, wow, I never really thought of that. That's cool. Maybe if you tried to block my choke that way, maybe I would grab your wrist and try this. What do you think about that? And, you know, it turns into like a discussion instead of a, you know, I I don't know if that makes sense or not. No, it does. And and I like it because I think that, it's so important too what you're getting at, and I'm kind of kind of go off on a little bit of a of a tangent, but this always challenging ourselves, putting ourselves, you know, make sure that we have the skills to be able to be challenged, but but never have things in a way that in, even though we practice, we don't put ourselves into this challenge. And I'm not making any sense here. Basically, what I'm trying to say is, um, for example, you know. If you're always careful and you're always behind the camera and it's always planned and you know it might have taken some time to get to the point where you are very comfortable in front of the camera speaking, but if you only do that, then I don't think you're going to be growing as a person. And so by actually putting yourself out there in these you know incremental progressions, getting to the point where you are being challenged, I think is also extremely important. So in your example of you went from being... Um, maybe a one-way communication sort of thing to being an interactive, dynamic, living, and growing entity, which I think as as people uh, is wonderful. And I think a lot of people, though, shy away from that because they're scared, uh, simply because they don't have, well, the skills, basically, to be able to do that. So, Yeah, and I think sometimes, too, people are afraid of failure. Yeah, like they're, they're, absolutely. You know, like in teaching, I know a lot of people. I, I don't really, you know, I'm I'm lucky that I'm surrounded by people who are good teachers. But you know, I I know in teaching that there is there are some people that when they teach a class, they don't like people to ask questions oh, yeah, because yeah, yeah. they're scared that they won't know the answer, or they take it as a challenge. Like, how dare you ask me? I know the move, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think that, um, and it's the same thing, like. So, for example, if somebody posts a really beautiful video of them crawling or doing a handstand, right, then that's awesome. But then if they – like something that they can control, but then that handstand or that crawling is going to look a lot less beautiful if, you know, somebody – if you're playing a crawling game with somebody and they're throwing stuff at you or they're trying to grab your leg while you're crawling – or like if you're doing a, a handstand video and your form is beautiful and perfect, but then all of a sudden there's like a, 
I don't know, like like your cat starts rubbing against your arm when you're upside down and then you start to lose your balance a little bit. Like I think people sometimes don't want other people to see them right, uh, right. like not failing, but like uh like not perfect. Like they don't want to seem like they don't know or they don't want to seem like like vulnerable. You exactly, know? right. And this is I mean, let's just be honest. I mean, that's Facebook. I mean, we only see typically you only see the best performance that that person yeah. has done. And this is something that I actually, uh, I've talked about this numerous times. I mean, people have asked me, why would you not post your best? Well, you know, okay, great, post your best. But I think that something else that people need to understand is that, you know, even me, let's say like I post a picture, what did I like? Uh, yesterday I posted a video of me doing these planche push-up things, Okay. Oh yeah, yeah, on the parallettes. Yeah, right? on the parallettes, right? Okay, um, that was my my best at that time. Okay, it's it's not perfect, but me right now, I I want to get better and I want to put things out simply so that I can one inspire. That's something I'm after because if people my age, you know, not just my age, but if there's a person out there who might think, oh, I can't do that, but you know, if I can do it, you can do it. That's what I want it to be. But I'm yeah. not going to hold off and wait until I have a perfect, you know, planche with legs together and form before I post stuff. And I'm really trying to get more into that and showing that it's not about being perfect. It's about doing the work and putting yourself out there in order to challenge yourself to become better. And something I actually just talked about this morning on a different interview was was the process of things. And so we're so goal-oriented that we sometimes miss out on the actual process and the enjoyment and the awareness of, of, of the journey. And I think if we could become more focused on that and understand that the only way that we do get better is by challenging ourselves but also by getting feedback and, and expressing and talking with people like you and I, what we're doing right now, because I'm learning a lot talking to you, you know, and getting rid well, of the ego, you know, the big thing too. So and so. you know, and and being cool with like looking stupid and not yeah. knowing the answers, and yeah, it's like that, that video that that um that I posted that you were talking about the morning commute video, like, I mean, I I got a little bit of feedback from from um people like, oh, that looks like a parkour video, oh, or your yeah. form's not good, but yeah. like. I got off the bus and like, yeah, am I allowed to curse? Have at it. Okay. Yeah, I got off the bus and like, I just woke up and I felt like shit and I filmed a video real quick and I wanted to leave it like that. Like, I thought about, you know, maybe doing a couple takes and seeing if I could make like a, you know, a nicer jump up onto one of the concrete mm. things or whatever or like a nicer handstand or something. But like, that's kind of not the point. Like, the mm -hmm. point is like, you know, you, you wake up. And maybe you feel like shit because you train the next day and you get off the bus and you're walking to work and something looks like fun. And even if you look like like crap jumping yep. on it and you're not graceful and you, yep. you know, you, it just looks ridiculous, like, fuck it, do it anyway. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Yeah. And I wasn't trying to make like a nice like parkour video. I was trying to make like a, a video of like that looked like somebody who was really walking to work just decided to jump on, jump on some shit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, that, I, and it was inspirational, and that is why I think I loved it so much. Is uh, to be honest, the fact that it wasn't some incredible double back flip from this to this, and you just nailed the landing kind of thing. It was like 
this is Josh. It's perfect though. Just going. It was perfect. You okay. know. <laughs> that was the important part. <laughs> that that's the most important thing. Yeah. And you nailed it just for Facebook. Nice. You know? Throw that arm out there. Yeah, you got it. Um, but you know, and that was what it was. It was just, you're just walking to work, and you're just like, yeah, just on my way to work. I just thought I'd do this. Cool. And it's like, yeah. well, shit. If Josh is doing that. Why am I not doing that as well every single day? Kind of thing. And, exactly. And. And I'll, let's just be honest, it goes you know, across the board for everything that we're doing. There's so many people, like you said, that are fearful of what other people might think of them. And it's holding them back from, yeah. from doing the things that they really want to do, but they're scared to, like that park bench, you know? Well, yeah, no, this is for sitting, and, and if maybe if I try and jump over it, somebody will think I'm weird and make fun of me. Yeah. Who gives a shit? Try you it. Don't... You're never going to grow if you don't try. So I don't even, I don't even know if it's like if it's just where I live or what, but like when I do all this weird stuff, people barely even look at me. They, like if you, if you watch the video, like there was one part where I'm doing a handstand in the middle of the street, like on a sidewalk and like some lady just walked right by me and didn't even look like people don't care. Yeah. They're, they're kind of, they're thinking about other stuff and they might look over and just be like, you know, Oh weird. A mm. dude falling on the ground, ah, whatever. And yep. they just keep walking. Like, you know, because that's another thing of feedback that I got from some people too, that they thought it was, they thought it was cool and they were worried that people would judge them if they did this, but, but really people don't care. Yeah. You know? Something like, I said about that was that give people something to talk about in their work day. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so it, over in Japan, over here in Japan, I mean... I've stood out for so many years that now it's just like whatever. And and when you stop caring about what people think, then you start living. And and it's a cool thing. And and I, I do need to be clear though, I'm not telling people to go out and do stupid shit and do things that affect other people. And like for example, I'm not gonna get on the train over here in Japan and do something. Culturally that's not a good thing. It, it'll yeah. disrupt things. But, but what I am saying is look at opportunities that allow you to explore and maybe take you out of your comfort zone and, and start your day off right. I think, it, you know, instead of thinking about all the things that you need to be doing or whatever, no, first, first start off. And I, you know, I do things a little bit differently with me. I start my day off with meditation and that's simply so I can kind of get my head in the right place for the day instead of waking up right away checking my email and maybe seeing a text that disturbs me and then the rest of you know morning I'm thinking oh crap I shouldn't have looked at my phone or something but yeah. you know I think we all have that kind of too but, but yeah going back to the fear thing don't let don't let fear rule your life you know and, and if you do have trouble with thinking okay what am I doing here what should I be doing then, then just ask somebody you know send Josh an email send me an email you know we could help you out hey we will so anyway i think we're gonna have to end it here man it's been a pleasure i want to get you on the show again we can talk about some other fun weird wacky stuff but uh until then man leave us with some final advice for uh the listeners today anything something crazy just throw it out there throw it out there um final advice uh uh study, study. so if you're interested in something um, study about it. Uh, the internet's awesome. You can Google stuff. If you're interested in, in, um, Icelandic mud wrestling, 
go on Google, check it out, research about it. Um, my advice is if you want to get good at something, then study it like you would study an academic subject in school. If you want to get good at jiu-jitsu, then treat jiu-jitsu something that is fun, obviously, but if you want to develop skill in it, um, break it down, try to study what you're doing, pay attention to what you're doing, um, test yourself regularly through sparring, rolling, whatever competition, if you like competition, and then uh, pay attention to what you did well and pay attention to what you did wrong and then try to learn from that. Brilliant. That was on the fly. That <laughs> that probably didn't make any sense. No, nah, man, that was great. It, it, it does make sense, yeah. So cool, man. Next time, next time that we talk, we'll be talking about Icelandic mud wrestling. I think that's our topic for the next one. What do you think? I'm going to study up. Okay, I think that's good, man. A full hour of just that. So, <laughs> yeah. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Until next time, explore. Get out in the morning. Look at what's going on around you. Explore your environment. Thanks, man. Talk to you soon. Thanks, Ryan. Appreciate it, bud. For more great info, join us over at gmb.io. And be sure to check us out on iTunes and YouTube.